Hello everyone, I hope you're having a nice day. This is my first ever podcast. I'm Deb Dancing Star Hawking and I became known as Deb Dancing Star because I originally based my work on a saying by Nietzsche, which is, one must have chaos in oneself in order to give birth to a dancing star. Excuse me, one starts recording a podcast then one gets a frog in their throat and a bunged up nose. I do apologise. So, one must have chaos in oneself in order to give birth to a dancing star. I don't actually believe that you have to have chaos in yourself. I believe that we have too many negative attitudes to life right through the 20th century into the 21st that if we were able to let them go and see them for the myths that they are, we would be able to step past a lot of them and enjoy a great deal more happiness in life. However, if you do have chaos in yourself, as I did for many years, then it can be phenomenal fuel for change because people are very frightened of feeling lost, overwhelmed, frightened, not knowing what to do as if the whole life has gone out of their control. But if you turn that thought around and say, actually, this chaos is telling me what I need to change, then things are different. You can start looking at the chaos, knowing that you're in control of it, even though it feels so frightening. And I know that you're still in control of it. It's your chaos. And you can turn it around and you can start using this as fuel for positive change. It's certainly what I did. I was told once by someone that it was as if I had a pot-bellied stove inside me. And on sticks of wood, I carved everything that went wrong. And then when I wanted to work or change my life, I used all those pieces of wood as fuel for positive change. And even now, sometimes when something bad happens, what I do is... I imagine I'm writing this on a stick of wood, and then the next time I want to write, do this podcast, put a um, post on my Facebook page, I imagine that I'm taking that thing that happened that I didn't like, and I'm putting it in my pot-bellied stove, and I am using it as fuel for positive change to become a dancing star, someone who dances through life with that lovely, light, beautiful energy of a star. I do wish I could dance. It would be really great. I'd love to go and strictly come dancing. But there you go. That is another story. Now, I mentioned myths earlier. And a lot of what we believe in life isn't true. It is simply poor training that has come down through the generations to us that because of life beliefs that have been adopted by our ancestors. Nobody did anything wrong. People build their life beliefs from their life experience. But often, those life beliefs are theirs, not yours. And there comes a point when you can break the ancestral line not do away with your parents or your family and nothing like that. Just break that way of thinking and say, look, I'm going to think differently and I'm going to think in a way that supports me, my life and the life that I want to achieve. 
And it's a wonderful moment when you start questioning everything you were brought up to believe and start deciding whether you will keep that belief or work out a way to let it go. I'll give you the first myth. Everybody struggles. Life is always a struggle. You didn't come here to be as unhappy as possible as often as you can. That is a myth. There are some things, the natural events of life, such as somebody being ill, losing a beloved family member, friend, pet, things like that, redundancy. These are very real situations. And at those times, we are going to feel bad. And it is an absolutely natural, right reaction. Again, people are often afraid of that reaction. But quite frankly, when a bad thing is happening, to expect to be able to fly through it would be wonderful. But it's very rarely possible. But if those things aren't happening, we should be as happy as possible as often as we can. And I will come back to this in a podcast. We shouldn't let others derail us. They have their own life experience. They have their agenda. They may react to something that you say or do in a way that you did not intend. And you have to look at it very closely. And if you did get something wrong and you can see that, obviously apologize but sometimes even that doesn't work but if you honestly believe there's a disconnect between their life view and experience and yours you're able to say there's a disconnect between us and then you can sit back and think about it and perhaps go on with the person and give it a couple more goes but if that disconnect is fundamental just move on they've done nothing wrong You've done nothing wrong. But because we believe in unhappiness, we believe that life is a struggle, that it's difficult, we don't move on. Because being in that struggle, being in that job we don't like, that career we don't like, the house we don't like, the relationship we don't like, the friendships that hurt us, is all part of the struggle. Actually, it's completely unnecessary. And it's the difference between having a shopping basket full of stuff you don't want and an empty shopping basket where you can go around and cherry pick the things you do want. So as I work through what I'm doing now, I'm going to be busting the myths that hold us back. Now, my background is spiritual thinking. I was in a very bad place when I was 26 years old, and I will do a podcast on my story to give you some of the background. And my friend Keith offered me help. What I didn't know was Keith was a spiritual thinker, and he taught me a way of thinking that I did not even know existed. I, my mind was completely blown. But what he helped me do was what I've just talked to you about, which was to take everything I believed in, look at it, keep what felt right to me, let go of what didn't. And over the years, of course, I have let go of more and added in more of my own thinking. My intention through my work isn't to teach you my thinking. That's mine. It's what holds me up. It's to help you find yours, to help you find yourself, your dreams, your wishes, your hopes, your talents, your plans, and put you on your feet very much as 100% yourself. So, if you're interested in looking at life in a different way, please keep up with my podcast. I will try and be useful, I promise. I hope I haven't been too nasal today. I am a tiny bit bunged up. 
but such is life at times, isn't it? And I will catch up with you very, very soon. So from Deb Dancing Star, from my heart to yours, with a lot of love, sparkles and wishes for a fabulous day. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a nice day. This is my first ever podcast. I'm Deb Dancing Star Hawkin, and I became known as Deb Dancing Star because I originally based my work on a saying by Nietzsche, which is, one must have chaos in oneself in order to give birth to a dancing star. <clears throat> Excuse me, one starts recording a podcast, then one gets a frog in their throat and a bunged up nose. I do apologise. So, one must have chaos in oneself in order to give birth to a dancing star. I don't actually believe that you have to have chaos in yourself. I believe that we have too many negative attitudes to life right through the 20th century into the 21st, that if we were able to let them go and see them for the myths that they are, we would be able to step past a lot of them and enjoy a great deal more happiness in life. However, if you do have chaos in yourself, as I did for many years, then it can be phenomenal fuel for change because people are very frightened of feeling lost, overwhelmed, frightened, not knowing what to do as if the whole life has gone out of their control. But if you turn that thought around and say, actually, this chaos is telling me what I need to change then things are different. You can start looking at the chaos, knowing that you're in control of it, even though it feels so frightening, and I know that, you're still in control of it. It's your chaos, and you can turn it around, and you can start using this as fuel for positive change. It's certainly what I did. I was told once by someone that it was as if I had a pot-bellied stove inside me, and on sticks of wood, I carved everything that went wrong, and then when I wanted to work or change my life, I used all those pieces of wood as fuel for positive change. And even now, sometimes when something bad happens, what I do is I imagine I'm writing this on a stick of wood. And then the next time I want to write, do this podcast, put a um, post on my Facebook page, I imagine that I'm taking that thing that happened that I didn't like and I'm putting it in my pot bellied stove and I am using it as fuel for positive change to become a dancing star. Someone who dances through life with that lovely, light, beautiful energy of a star. I do wish I could dance. It would be really great. I'd love to go and strictly come dancing. But there you go. That is another story. Now, I mentioned myths earlier. And a lot of what we believe in life isn't true. It is simply poor training that has come down through the generations to us that because of life beliefs that have been adopted by our ancestors, nobody did anything wrong. People build their life beliefs from their life experience. But often those life beliefs are theirs, not yours. And there comes a point when you can break the ancestral line. 
not do away with your parents or your family and nothing like that. Just break that way of thinking and say, look, I'm going to think differently and I'm going to think in a way that supports me, my life and the life that I want to achieve. And it's a wonderful moment when you start questioning everything you were brought up to believe and start deciding whether you will keep that belief or work out a way to let it go. I'll give you the first myth. Everybody struggles. Life is always a struggle. You didn't come here to be as unhappy as possible as often as you can. That is a myth. There are some things, the natural events of life, such as somebody being ill, losing a beloved family member, friend, pet, things like that, redundancy. These are very real situations. And at those times, we are going to feel bad. And it is an absolutely natural, right reaction. Again, people are often afraid of that reaction. But quite frankly, when a bad thing is happening, to expect to be able to fly through it would be wonderful. But it's very rarely possible. But if those things aren't happening, we should be as happy as possible as often as we can. And I will come back to this in a podcast. We shouldn't let others derail us. They have their own life experience. They have their agenda. They may react to something that you say or do in a way that you did not intend. And you have to look at it very closely. And if you did get something wrong and you can see that, obviously apologize. But sometimes even that doesn't work. But if you honestly believe there's a disconnect between their life view and experience and yours, you're able to say there's a disconnect between us. And then you can sit back and think about it and perhaps go on with the person and give it a couple more goes. But if that disconnect is fundamental, just move on. They've done nothing wrong. You've done nothing wrong. But because we believe in unhappiness, we believe that life is a struggle, that it's difficult, we don't move on. Because being in that struggle, being in that job we don't like, that career we don't like, the house we don't like, the relationship we don't like, the friendships that hurt us, is all part of the struggle. Actually, it's completely unnecessary. And it's the difference between having a shopping basket full of stuff you don't want and an empty shopping basket where you can go around and cherry pick the things you do want. So as I work through what I'm doing now, I'm going to be busting the myths that hold us back. Now, my background is spiritual thinking. I was in a very bad place when I was 26 years old, and I will do a podcast on my story to give you some of the background. And my friend Keith offered me help. What I didn't know was Keith was a spiritual thinker. And he taught me a way of thinking that I did not even know existed. I, my mind was completely blown. But what he helped me do was what I've just talked to you about, which was to take everything I believed in, look at it, keep what felt right to me, let go of what didn't. And over the years, of course, I have let go of more and added in more of my own thinking. My intention through my work isn't to teach you my thinking. That's mine. It's what holds me up. It's to help you find yours, to help you find yourself, your dreams, your wishes, your hopes, your talents, your plans, and put you on your feet very much as 100% yourself. 
So if you're interested in looking at life in a different way, please keep up with my podcast. I will try and be useful, I promise. I hope I haven't been too nasal today. I am a tiny bit bunged up, but such is life at times, isn't it? And I will catch up with you very, very soon. So from Deb Dancing Star, from my heart to yours, with a lot of love, sparkles and wishes for a fabulous day. Talk to you soon. Hi everyone, you're probably wondering where the Mythbuster got to. Well, I'm afraid I've had man flu. Man flu, you might be thinking? Yes, indeed, because my husband gave it to me and therefore that qualifies as man flu. Anyway, yes, he doesn't like that either, but I really think that's a valid description of what he gave me. It was vile and evil. And I hope that anybody listening to this hasn't had this cold, especially over the entire Christmas and New Year period. Just sort of climbing out of it now. So, guys, the Mythbuster. One of the obvious myths to talk about, and I wanted to talk about it slightly into January rather than around the 1st, is New Year, New Start. Because I wonder how many of you have made a New Year's resolution and how many of you are managing to keep it. Now, I find the whole idea of New Year's resolutions, to be honest, quite dumb. Because we go into a new year really enthusiastic, but the truth of the matter is that January, when it's dark, it's dismal, it's getting colder, winter's really kicking in, can be a very hard time to do something such as diet or go out there, you know, I'm going to exercise now. Yes, you really want to come in from work in the evening, put your gym clothes on and go to the gym. And okay, perhaps some of you are able to go to the gym straight from work, which is helpful. But it can be a time of year when energy is low, when emotions are low, and actually creating big change can be difficult. And of course, when it's cold, we tend to need a filling, warming diet. And that isn't really a good time to actually be trying to cut down and eat salad. So there's a better way of actually living a year, which I love because it comes from a Native American and shamanic background. And that is that in the spring you sow, the spring is where you do everything new in your life. And you know yourself, unless you're a real winter bunny and you love skiing, those first snowdrops coming out, those first daffodils coming out, the first flowers starting to appear, the nights are getting lighter, there's a bit of sunshine around, it's a bit warmer, and suddenly you feel more enthusiastic. And that's a really good time to start anything new that you want to start. So if you're getting on well with your New Year's resolutions, good on you. If not, don't worry, because I'm going to make a suggestion at the end that I think might help. In the summer, you're seen to have sown the seeds in the spring that you want for the year. And in the summer, you look at what's going well and you focus on that. Now, if you think about it, you can have all the New Year's resolutions you want. But if they're not working for you, there can be a reason um, and of course, I could go into like a million different things of where there could be different reasons for. But sometimes if your heart's not in it, it's not going to work. So instead of dieting, go for a really healthy way of eating. 
and don't call it a diet because after all your diet is just what you eat or it could be that you're seeking a new job and you don't really want a new job in that field in your career so in some ways you're not doing something and often procrastination is caused by not truly wanting what you've decided you want to do so in the summer look at the things that you've decided on that are working and then take a closer look at the things that are not and i'm not saying give up but it might be you need to somehow tweak you need to somehow think and i'll give you an example i had a client who was determined that she needed another job and she walked into was walking past job agencies and she walked into one and she said I'm, i know that you're all about haulage and trucking and stuff like that but I just need to know, are there any good agencies in the area because, that do my kind of work because I can't find one? And this guy said, I'm bored, sit down, let's talk about what you want to do for a living. And she had been a very keen swimmer when she was young. And what this guy pulled out of her was she didn't want a job in the career she was looking for jobs in. She wanted to be a swimming coach. And last I heard, she was coaching the British swimming team for the next Olympics. So sometimes you want something, but not quite what you're going for. So it's important to look at what's working, what's not, you know, tend to the seeds that are really working and maybe plant something else if it's not. Okay. Then you come to the autumn where you reap what you sow. Things should be going really well. You should be benefiting from what you decided on in the spring and you've been working on through the summer. And again, stop and think if you're not benefiting, it might be the best idea in the world. But if the ideas are not right for you, that doesn't matter. And I know many high earners in careers that they absolutely hate because it was a very good idea to do the career, but they've never been happy doing it. Think. Then in the winter you rest and we're in the winter right now. This is where you put your feet up, you reflect on the year, you reap the benefits of what you did this year and you get ready in the spring to sow those new seeds. So it's a myth that January in the winter, in the darkness, when emotions can be low, sunlight deficiency system syndrome can kick in. It's a myth. It's a good time to change your life. January, February, December, January, February, I should say, is a good time to reflect on your life. In December, reflect on the year just gone. In January, February, turn your thoughts forward to, okay, I understand what went right and wrong last year. Now, what do I want to focus on this year? And then when you feel that lightness, when you feel, look at the daffodils, I'm feeling brighter. I'm going to be able to get my spring wardrobe out soon. I'm feeling fantastic. That's the time that you start to sow those seeds. And there is nothing wrong with taking time to think. We throw ourselves in thinking, I'll die, I'll get a new job and I'm going to go out and get fit. Never asking if actually a walk in the country would be better, whether we need to diet which is an undermining word, which is creating a new healthy eating system that I love the food I'm eating, is different. It's not a diet. That's what you do every day. Your diet is done every day. Never make healthy eating a special thing that you give up as soon as you're slim. It doesn't work. Okay. 
So think about what you really want. Think about the best way for you to do that thing. As I said, exercise or a lovely walk every weekend, lovely walk on the summer evenings, but actually getting out might be more fun for you to go to the theatre or the cinema or go and see a show. (coughs) Excuse me, please, cold isn't completely gone. Think about who you are. It's a myth that we will actually do a lot in the dark months, but we can certainly put them to good use. Take care, everyone. Bye.